Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. We're approaching August, and in today's episode, I'm going to introduce two new movies with special background and time frame. And at Top Double O Seven, I'm going to cover all the movies that are on chart, and hope you like the show today. First of all, let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today. Alienoid. The door of time opens between the swordsman who wants to seize the legendary divine sword at the end of the Goldil Dynasty, and those who chase after an alien prisoner imprisoned in a human body in 2020. Wow, the first new movie we're going to talk about today is a Korean movie, but what's so special about it is that it's not a romance. You can say it's an action. It's also a fantasy, and most important of all, it's a sci-fi movie. Aside from the special genre, it actually gathers a lot of the top idols in Korea, including the three actors who became famous again because of Twenty Five Twenty One, such as Kim Tae-ri, Kim Woo-bin, and Liu Jun-yeol. As we heard in the introduction, the movie is about swordsman. So the female protagonist Kim Tae-ri did special training for it, in order to represent how strong her character is and the charisma of being good at martial arts. She specifically trained with jogging and athletics. I personally think this is really amazing, because if you want to train yourself or me. I might go jogging. Yes, that's the easiest part. Or I may find a trainer, or I can play basketball. But I wouldn't do athletics because that's something I don't know at all. So I guess maybe Kim Tae-ri has some basic training before. As for the male protagonist Kim Woo-bin, it has been six years since the last time he played on the big screen. So for his fans. It's really a good news that he's in this movie. In Alienoid, he challenged himself with a lot of very difficult action scenes, in which he needs to act on screen. And also, we have the chance to witness his emotional acting skills. Besides the brilliant actors, the most interesting part about the movie Alienoid is that it combines the ancient dynasty. In modern world, well, actually, it's not modern world because it's alien, so it's maybe even future. But the background is set in 2022, which is this year. So it's probably going to be very interesting. If you like Korean movies or you want to see how old dynasty combines with modern world or even aliens, Alienoid is a good choice for you this weekend. And now let's listen to the introduction of the second new movie we're going to talk about today. Fabian, going to the dogs, Berlin, 1931, a milieu between sublets and the underworld, where brothels are artist studios, Nazis are yelling abuse in the street, and Babelsberg is dreaming of producing psychological cinema. Life is surging, society is fermenting and corroding. As long as he still has a job, Jacob Fabian, who has a doctorate in German studies, writes advertising copy during the day and frequents the city's more outlandish establishments with Stephen Labou at night. 
while his friend, who later confesses to having failed in the subjects of life and profession, is a go-getter when it comes to communism and sex. Fabian remains sober and distant. Without really believing in it, he is waiting for the victory of decency. His love for Cornelia is the only thing that makes him question his ironic fatalism. She becomes a ray of hope in his crumbling existence. Wow, the second new movie we're going to talk about today is a German movie, and the introduction sounds very serious. The background is set in 1931. It seems like it's set in Nazi Germany, but actually, it's our generation. Why do I say that? Because it's what Fabian embodies. It has been 90 years since the original work was published. The original work is called Fabian, the story of a moralist. The director keeps all the tragedy and the urgentness, the, the energy and the grassroots in the original work in this movie. Besides, the most important modern parts and originality in the movie comes from how the director combines the generation and the complexity of life into the core of his story. I would say this movie is released in a generation that both politics and societies are chaotic, just like the time when the original work was released in 1931 in Nazi Germany. And that's exactly the reason why the director wants to say something to his audience. He thinks that the author of the original work recorded the daily lives in Berlin in his late 20s or even 30s. Berlin back then wasn't representative, wasn't underworld, wasn't dark or lifelike. Of course, there's nothing chaotic like what we have right now. But back then, the politic chaos were still controllable, not like now we're having wars. Well, of course, back then they were having wars as well. But you can still say that back then, Berlin is full of dreams or the living crisis of the rich class and the art ambition from the lower class. So watching this movie might not be as happy as you would feel if you go watch Alienoid and it seems very serious, but if you like German films or you want to know what's happening in this chaotic world, maybe you can look back in 1931 and it's possible that the answer is within it. Before we move on to top 007, let's review what we had from last week first. Top 3, Jurassic World, Dominion. Top 2 was Top Gun, Maverick. And top one, Thor, Love and Thunder. Without further ado, let's listen to what we have from top seven to top four. Top six, Decision to Leave. Elvis. <laughs> Mr. Elvis Presley. Top five, Detective so, Conan, The Bride of Top 4. Where the crow dancing. A little girl surviving in the marsh on her own. Reviled. 
There's only one new face on the chart from top seven to top four this week. So let's go through all of them. We have two top six this week. Decision to leave. This is a Korean movie that I introduced two weeks ago. Even though it's rather a small budget, not a blockbuster, and maybe you don't see a lot of promotion. But this is really a good movie that you can try. Elvis. It has been on the chart for a while, and although it's not so popular in Taiwan, its box office performed pretty well in North America. So I guess there are more people in the U.S. who like Elvis Presley, or just those people who like Elvis Presley in Taiwan don't like to go to movie theaters. But this is also a movie that's worth watching. Top five: Detective Conan: The Bride of Halloween. My friends who have seen the latest Conan movie all say that it's really good. And I don't know if it's going to be released in the U.S., but if it does, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a sensation once again. Just few days ago, the author of Conan said that he finished the ending of it. Not that he's going to end the series, but I guess he just wants to make sure that if he passes away suddenly, at least his story gets to end. Last but not least, where the crow dead sing. This movie is going to be released in Taiwan on September eighth, so I will probably talk about it when September comes. But it's already released in North America. And since it's on the chart, it means that it's somehow popular. But the thing is that it's not critically acclaimed. So maybe only for those who are interested in the mystery story. Otherwise, it's not recommended to watch it. Time really flies. Let's move on to top three to top one. Top three, Top Gun, Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my. Top two, Thor: Love and Thunder. He went from dead bod to god bod, and after all that, Mjolnir. Top one, Minions: The Rise of Gru. I'm not Minnie. Please stop calling me that. Wow, Minions: The Rise of Gru is top one this week. And we heard that Jurassic World Dominion fell out of the chart. Since we've talked about these three movies for more than two times, I get to pick whatever I want to discuss. So, as a Marvel fan, I'd like to talk about Thor: Love and Thunder a little bit more. And it has been two weeks since it was released. I guess it's okay to give out a little bit spoilers. So, if you haven't seen Thor: Love and Thunder and you don't want to be spoiled. You can turn off the podcast right now. So first of all, the reason why people don't think this one is as good as the other ones, some people say that it's really a waste to cast Christian Bell as the villain because he disappears after one episode. But I don't mind. What I don't like is the fact that it's so easy to predict what's going to happen with the God Butcher. One of my friends, who's actually a scriptwriter, said he's surprised by the ending twist. But I said, "What? I always know that the God Butcher Gore 
is going to wish for his daughter to come back. So this is where the spoiler comes. As we know, Gore's daughter passed away even after he prayed to the gods. And that's the reason why he stopped believing in gods and decided to become the god butcher and kill all the gods. And after Thor and other people realized that Gore is going to the place where you can make wishes, they think they have to stop him. Otherwise, after Gore reaches the place, he will make a wish to kill all gods at once. Because killing all gods is the dream of Gore of all time. But I always know that he's going to wish for his daughter to come back. So if Thor and other people don't go stop him, maybe Gore would be able to raise his own daughter and become a good person. I'm not sure because I guess the moment, the second he sees his daughter once again, he would be softened and goes back to the original gore he used to be. But anyway, he dies. And before he dies, he asks Thor to take care his daughter for him. I think this is really weird because in the post credit scenes, we see that Thor and Gore's daughter team up and people call them Love and Thunder. Wait, what? What if when the little girl grows up and finds out that Thor is actually kind of the killer of her dad? What would she do? Is she going to turn into another supervillain? That's something we need to think about. But that's basically my thoughts about Thor, Love and Thunder. So what about yours? Tell me if you have seen it and don't like it as much as you liked the previous series. And that's all the time we have for today. Hope you liked the show. Remember to tune in same time next week at Screen Screen. I'm Viola. See you next week.